Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Bartow Sports Zone. It's time to get in the zone with BSZ. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. I'll be joined today by members of the Bartow Sports Zone Bench Warmers. Alan Sanders has things under control back in the WBHF studios. We'll hear from Brad Stevens a little later on. Jackson Hyde is away today, so we'll uh, be missing Jackson during the show this morning. We welcome you to Bartow Sports Zone. In this opening hour, we'll visit with the Daresville Boys basketball coach Alex Dispra and uh, Georgia high school basketball analyst Kyle Sandy. In hour number two, we'll touch on multiple topics including uh, an update on our local basketball and wrestling teams, Trevor Lawrence, the AFC and NFC title games, and we hope to finally get in a little college hoops chat this morning as well. So we hope you'll stick around for the next couple of hours. We're glad you've joined us, and we remind you that you can always find us online at bartosportzone.com. That's where you can always get your daily local sports news and updates Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bartow Sports Zone. And our free podcast downloads are available on your favorite podcatcher or your favorite listening device. Just search for Bartow Sports Zone Podcast. We're brought to you by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Wilson Pools, and Three Way Campers. Let's welcome in our opening guest of the morning, the head coach of the Adairsville Tigers, Coach Alex Dispro. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. Welcome back to the zone and Bartow Sports Zone. Great year so far for the Tigers, 13-7, and seven, I believe, or uh, now 14-7, and seven, I guess, after the uh, Ridgeland win on Tuesday, 9-1 and one in Region 6 AAA. I guess that's uh, currently tied with LFO for first place. Yes, sir. Uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, we've been winning a lot of close ball games. Uh, we're a very talented but very young, young team. And um, we played some games a little closer than they should have been, And but it's all part of the growth process. I'd rather be growing and winning than growing and losing, but as long as we're growing, I can, uh, I can survive. Absolutely, uh, and that is always true. You uh, – you did go three and five in three different tournament settings earlier in the season. Uh, how did that, or how did those games and environments help this particular team in preparation for your region schedule where you've done so well? Well, when I, they came out with the state tournament brackets when they reclassified this last one, we noticed that we were going to be playing the Sandy Creeks, the Cedar Groves, the Douglases in the first round of the state tournament. And I said to myself, um, we don't want them to be seeing Atlanta-type athletes for the first time in the state tournament. Uh, so we took them down to Wesleyan and got, got Stevenson in the first round and tab off to my kids. They played their guts out of it, lost a close ball game to a, a really good Stevenson team uh, out of Stone Mountain. And, uh, I mean, they had athletes on top of athletes. And then we played a, a smaller school, but a really good smaller school in Oglethorpe County down there. Um, and so we, we took it into Atlanta and, and – we, we tried to get them a look at what, the, uh, you know, what basketball looks like around 285. It looks a little different than it looks up on 75. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, you ha- you hosted your tournament, made it all the way to the finals, ran into a pretty good South Paulding team in the championship game. Yeah, you're not going to find a much more uh, athletic, well-coached team than South Paulding. Uh, uh, they they took it to us. With first quarter, we hung with them, and then they, they, they mixed up their defense a little bit and threw off our offensive uh, – uh, sequencing and, and we never really recovered from it. Um, but it was great for us to play the championship game in the tournament back to back years and then also play a team of the caliber of South Paulding. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, all of that. And the reason I brought all of that up, I hate to hash on your losses when you've had such a good year. But uh, as, as an ex coach myself, I know that development of the team, especially early in the year in those games prior to the region schedule, really helps you uh, build some strength and maybe even some depth as you prepare. Well, that, that was the plan uh, for sure. Let them see what state tournament quality basketball looks like, see how far away we are from it, and then try to grow in that direction. We'll let you share a little bit about your players on your roster following our next commercial break, but take just a moment and tell us about your coaching staff this season and their responsibilities. 
Well, we've got a great staff. Um, uh, kind of what we call our culture coach is Jeff Victoria, who's a local community coach, a very well involved in the in the community. He really holds ourselves to a tries to hold our staff and our players to a high moral and and, and a standard of, of the way we do things and the way we want to do things, and he's been really good with that. Um, uh, new to our staff is, is Jonathan Bennett. Um, he he is a a small business owner in Calhoun who's just got a passion for the game of basketball, and he's been uh, coaching our JV and, and really, really helping uh, some of those kids grow. He specializes in, in, in post players, and, and that's really been a weakness of ours over the years, and he's really helped develop us some, some young, developing post players. Coach, just over um, two weeks remaining in the regular season, Tell us uh, real quickly, what have been the strengths of this team and what have maybe been a, a deficiency or two that you're working on? Uh, well, a, a strength for sure has been our um, just a work ethic. They come to work every day trying to get better. Um, you know, when you're dealing with a, with a lot of young kids, and we're very, very young, probably the youngest team I've ever put out on the floor, um, but they're talented, but you can't ignore the talent. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's We've just been focused on growth, every game, every possession, every quarter, every drill and practice, um, just getting better every single day, every single rep. Um, and part of that was because our youth, which is more our deficiency, you know, our we were going to an eight-man rotation, and it's it, one senior, two juniors, and, and five sophomores. Um, Coach, so, let me interrupt you right there. We've got to take a quick little commercial break, and we'll come back and let you finish those thoughts. All right. Thank you, sir. Come check out the nationally award-winning options at St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station. Located at 77 Allatoona Road in Emerson next to the Family Fun and Bowling Center, St. Angelo's features all kinds of specialty pizzas, wings, salads, pasta dishes, subs, and more. And try the garlic knots. Absolutely delicious. St. Angelo's has a full-service bar and plenty of big screens to catch all the games, too. Visit today or order online at St. Angelos.com. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, we're visiting with Coach Alex Dispro, the head coach of the Adairsville Tigers. And uh, right before that uh, last commercial break, we were talking about strengths and weaknesses or deficiencies with this year's Tigers squad. Coach, I had to interrupt you, but uh, we'll let you continue those thoughts. Uh, well, what we were saying was the strength of this team is, is sort of their eagerness to get better every day and to work. And um, uh, another strength of our team is very much team quickness. We we are uh, we're not we're not very big, but we are fast, um, and we we really excel in transition offense. Uh, but also part of that is our one of our deficiencies or weaknesses is, is our youth. We're very very young. We have five sophomores in a rotation. Uh, uh, sometimes you got to take everything, uh, and but you know, with a grain of salt, because I, sometimes I'm sitting over there, I'm getting uh, maybe a little upset on the sidelines, and my assistant coach looks at me and says, "Coach, we have uh, four 15-year-olds on the court right now, and they have four <laughs> 18-year-olds on the court right now. So let's 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 just focus on what we can control." And so that sort of gets frustrating at times. Um, but I'd rather be young and talented than than old and not talented. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I. But it's been a lot of fun, uh, this group. I uh, hope we can continue to, to play for about another month or so. Coach, uh, it's a BSZ tradition uh, when we visit with our coaches for the first time, and we missed you through that first rotation. So kind of take us through your roster, share a little bit about each of your athletes. Well, we have two seniors on the team. Well, three really have one that's been injured for most of the year. Um, but but two uh, Zach Weaver's our captain. He's been everything I see. Anytime I need something taken care of in the locker room, because you know sometimes these kids kind of get tired of hearing my voice. I can always go to our who I call the cap, uh, cap Zach Weaver and say, "Hey man, uh, we had this problem in practice. I see some body language issues. I need you to fix it before I have to fix it. You take care of it, so I don't have to." And he's always been that voice in the locker room about about taking care of everything um, for us. And he's just a really good shooter as well. And, and I'm just so proud of his growth and development. In fact, I was looking back at old pictures last night, and I saw him as a freshman. He came to us about 5'4", 94 pounds, and now he's six foot, 160, and looks like a grown man. And that's kind of what it's all about is watching those those young people grow up right before you're very high. Um, 
Austin White is another senior ours. He came back to the program. He played for us as a freshman and sophomore year, had some off the, the family issues and stuff, and he just basketball couldn't be a priority for him, but he came back to us here, and we're really happy he did, and he's played some 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 huge fill-in minutes for us at times. Um, uh, Mason Thacker's been injured for most of the season, um, but we hope to get him back when we get around tournament time. Um, as far as juniors, Tayshawn Jackson's taken a huge step forward for us. He's a very gifted offensive player and has, as his defense gets better, um, he, his potential is going to exponentially uh, improve. Uh, Zach, as we call Devontre, little D, uh, Hostel has been great for us. He's been our most consistent player all year round. Uh, he's really, really good. He's an old school true point guard you just don't see in the game anymore. I'm absolutely in love with his game. Uh, he's like having a coach on the court between him and Trey Winters. I mean, they do most of the on-court coach for me, and all I do is make adjustments. Um, so he's, I mean, he's fantastic at what he does as an old-school pure point guard. Um, and I think some college coaches is, is going to get them a phenomenal player in a couple of years if they will still run that old-school uh, true point guard system. Um, and we have, uh, after that, most we're, we're mostly – Sophomores, we have a couple of other juniors. Gabe Gomez is a great shooter uh, for us as he develops his strength and gets, it gets better in the weight room. Uh, Chase Hilburn is a very intelligent kid. He's almost a backdoor. He's so smart. He overanalyzes everything and kind of slows him down. Um, but he really, he, he's a JV starter, helps us. Uh, from our sophomore group, we've got a ton of them, and they're, and they're really talented. Uh, Tamarius Wilkie is a great athlete. He's emerging as he gets more skills in basketball. Jamari and Pullum is one of the best combinations size, speed, and athleticism that we have. He's a great defender, and as he, as he gets better at offense, his game is really, really going to grow. Uh, Trey Winters is a, is a great athlete, has really went just a, a super high uh, basketball IQ. He makes adjustments on the fly for us, um, and he does a really good job of, of pushing the action. Um, uh, other sophomores, we have Ben Abernathy has emerged as a legitimate post player for us. That was our biggest weakness coming into the season was, was size. And then he kind of just took that by the shoulders. We had some competitions early in the season, and he won them all. And he's kind of emerged as a legitimate post threat for us, and we're really, really happy about his emergence. Um, but then we just – and then Xavier Nalls is another sophomore that, that has a ton, ton of just natural ability and has he capitalizes on that. Uh, his game is going to explode, and he's already doing a great job for us. On, but I think his potential is, is unlimited. There's not much he can't do on the basketball court when his mind is right. Coach, you're in uh, Region 6 AAA. Uh, it appears that the regular season seeding for that tournament is coming down to your final four regular season games. Uh, you have matchups remaining with the other three current top teams in that region. Uh, LFO and Lafayette in there, coming in there real soon. It drops off down to Cahulla Creek and Ringgold after that. Uh, talk about that region tournament that's coming up and how important it is to uh, get one of those top four seeds in particular. Well, we really want the top two. We put ourselves in a position to compete for the number one seed. We would like to finish that mission. But if it, that doesn't happen, we like a top two. Uh, and this, for these reasons right here, uh, it's basically a three-horse race at this point for the one seed, us, Lafayette, and LFO. LFO has beat us, and we have beat Lafayette, and Lafayette has beat LFO. So it's kind of one of those situations. Um, so I, we both we all play each other next week. So by the by Friday of next week, we're going to know who the one, two, and the three seed is. Why the one and two is so important is because it's, an odd, it's a double buy, so you're automatically in the state tournament. So you can lay an egg in your first game in the state in the excuse me, the region tournament, and still be in the state tournament. So getting that one of those first two seeds is really, really important. Um, to do that, we're going to have to split next week. First of all, we got to win tonight. We can't look forward. We can't overlook tonight's game. Uh, Cola Creek's a really hard place to play. It's a different dimensions in the gym. They have a rowdy, very outspoken crowd. Uh, we can't take this game for granted at all. But the next week we play um, Lafayette on Tuesday and LFO on um Friday. Basically, what's coming down to mathematically is if we win both those games and take care of our business with Bremen and Cooler Creek, uh, we're going to be the number one seed. If we split those two games or we lay an egg at Cooler Creek or Bremen, then we'll be the two seed. If we lose both those games to LFO and, and Lakeview, uh, Fort Augusto, we'll be the three seed going to the 
Well, it sounds like you've got a great opportunity to uh, put yourself in prime position to get on into the state playoffs one more time. Uh, of course, tonight you've got a game at Cahulla Creek, home next week on Tuesday with Lafayette. Then you go to LFO one week from tonight and then close it out at home against Bremen. Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers, thanks for joining us this morning on Bartow Sports Zone. Uh, thank you for having us. That's uh, Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers as uh, they get ready for the final two weeks, basically, of the regular season. We've got high school basketball coming up for you tonight here on WBHF. Cartersville travels over to Cass for a big rivalry game. That's also a huge game in Region 7-5A. And all that action will come your way later on this evening here on WBHF. Time for some news, and we'll be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. What separates Styles Auto Care from others? Hey folks, Frankie Johnson here from Styles Auto Care. If you look past the fact that no other auto repair facility provides the different services that we offer at Styles, it's our people. As soon as you walk through the front door, you see a difference. A warm, comfortable family atmosphere where a mom and her children are comfortable. Friendly faces that greet you with a smile. Knowledgeable staff that truly listen to your concern. Styles Auto Care at 1261 West Avenue, where you'll always be treated as family. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Welcome back to The Zone here on WBHF. We want to thank Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers for joining us in that opening half hour this morning. And now we bring in one of our regulars, welcoming back Kyle Sandy of sandyspill.com, our statewide high school basketball analyst. Good morning, Kyle. Charles, it's so good to see you again, my friend. High school basketball season, we are right in the thick of things with region tournaments right around the corner. So no better time to jump on the sports zone, Bartow sports zone with you today, Charles. Very good. Uh, Tell us what's new in the vivid world of the always energetic Kyle Sandy. (laughs) Just uh, traveling all across the state for high school basketball, checking things out. Uh, As I mentioned, you know, it's a busy time of year. Teams jockeying for seeding, heading into the region tournament. So uh, just trying to see as much boys and girls basketball as possible. Um, also March 19th, I have a, a Sandy Spiel spring showcase individual player camp. That'll be for the girls in the morning, boys in the afternoon. More information on that on my website, sandyspiel.com. Uh, just a chance for kids to play in front of college coaches before travel basketball season tips off. So that's about it. But just get them ready for the crazy time of year that I like to call the February frenzy uh, with the state tournament quickly approaching. Absolutely. It's always uh uh, a very busy time of the year uh, with high school basketball tournaments all over the state of Georgia. We never have enough time on your visits, Kyle, so uh, I'd like to jump right in. Let's begin with girls basketball across the state of Georgia. If I ask you right now to rank the top, uh, I don't know, three, four, five players in the state, regardless of grade or classification, who's on your list? Uh, well, Courtney Ogden out of Westminster just was named to the McDonald's All-American team. Uh, she's going to Stanford, a really good player that's averaged pretty much over 20 points per game her entire career. Very difficult to guard. And I believe I saw Essence Cody uh, was also an All-American out of Valdosta. Now, she doesn't get as much publicity up here in um, the metro Atlanta area, uh, being from down south. But she's going to Alabama, a really good uh, post player that can step outside create off the dribble, knock down the three. And then one other player I really like is Diana Collins over there at Brookwood. Point guard, uh, signed to go play at Ohio State. She just makes everybody around here uh, so much better. So when you think about some of the top three players in the state, especially in that senior class, I'm thinking Diana Collins, I'm thinking Essence Cody, and, of course, Courtney Ogden out of Westminster. Three outstanding players. Um, What about on the girls' side? Maybe give us the top four or five teams that you're looking at right now, regardless of classification. I think River Ridge over here in Woodstock out of Cherokee County, I think they have to be considered the best team in the state right now. Uh, they're starting four girls that will probably end up going Division One, led by Matea Gale, who is a pen commit. 
Um, they have a loaded sophomore class between Sophia Pearl and Kayla Cleveland, who's really elevated their play. Um, one of the, the craziest uh, stats I saw, and this you know dates back to uh, last week or so, um, at one point you had Brookwood, Buford, and North Paulding had the three best records in Class 7A. Uh, they were combined 49-0, and but they all had one loss. All those teams, their one loss, all came to River Ridge, which is incredible to think about. Um, and Brookwood is one of the best teams in the state, uh, of course, but they were beat by River Ridge. And one team uh, also that I would think is one of the better teams is Hebron Christian. Now, Hebron doesn't necessarily see that same type of talent level that River Ridge has seen in like the national schedule and even within their own region and non-region play. But Hebron Christian undefeated is going to be really, really tough to knock off in Class 3A. We want to go through the same drill on the boys' side. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of minutes now before we have to take our first commercial break. Uh, but let's start out with the top players on the boys' side. Uh, give us some of the names that we should be hearing about, not only for the re- tournament season that's to come, uh, but in the future as well. Isaiah Collier out of Wheeler. That's probably the first name you're going to hear. Uh, just was named to the McDonald's All-American team as well. Going to USC over there in California. Really electric point guard. Uh, has had Wheeler playing very well on a national schedule all season long. He's one of the best players. And then another one, uh, Ace Bailey, I think when you're thinking long-term potential, the 6'10 wing out of McEachern has a chance to be as good as anybody uh, in the state. He's a very talented player. So Isaiah Collier, Ace Bailey, two studs that could potentially see each other in a deep playoff matchup in Class 7A between Wheeler and McEachern. 90 seconds before our commercial break, Kyle. I guess you also named a couple of the better teams in the state. Yeah, that's right. Wheeler, McEachern, obviously. But Eagles Landing in Class 5A, they're undefeated. Uh, They've won about 21 straight games. They have an electric, dynamic, fast-breaking team led by David Thomas, the point guard, going to Mercer. And then Kell is another team. Really keep an eye on them in Class 5A. They've lost two games so far, but Peyton Marshall inside, seven foot, over 300 pounds, committed to play at Auburn, uh, just physically dominant with how he can move bodies, catches the ball, drops step, and dunks on people nonstop. Kale and Eagles landing two very good teams in Class 5A. He's Kyle Sandy, sandyspill.com. He's our statewide high school basketball analyst. You can keep up with Kyle on Twitter, and uh, he's all, all over all of the action all across the state of Georgia. We're going to take our first commercial break of this segment and come back. We'll uh, zero in or focus in a little bit more closely on the local basketball scene when we come back. You're listening to Barto Sports Zone. Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service construction repair. We make swimming easy. So WilsonPools.com, Wilson Pools on Facebook. Good morning, friends. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. Glad to have you in the zone this morning, along with Kyle Sandy of sandyspill.com. Kyle, before we get started, kind of give our audience a little update on how they can find you and all of your uh, activities out there in social media. Oh, yeah. On social media, the best way to find me is on Twitter, at KyleSandy355. That's where you're going to find all the latest updates. Uh, if I'm at any games, live updates as far as tweeting goes and stats and scores retweeted from across the state. Also at Sandy Spiel on Twitter, S-A-N-D-Y-S-S-P-I-E-L. And then if you want to just kind of check out the highlights from the games I go to on Instagram, I also have a Sandy Spiel page as well, spelled the exact same way. Very good. Let's focus in now locally in Bartow County. We're taking a look at Class AAA, uh, Region 6 AAA in particular, that includes Adairsville and Class 5A, that includes Woodland, Cass, and Cartersville. Kind of start with uh, AAA, the girls and boys. 
tell us uh, what you see as the top contenders uh, from the Region 6 AAA locally. Yeah, I've seen uh, some of those teams play. I've seen Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe. They played in my Sandy Spiel showdown event over at Cherokee uh, on 12-3 this year. And, of course, I've seen a Dayersville play twice, actually. I, I really think a Dayersville, this is their year to win the region. I have to think they're the favorite to win that Region 6 on the boys' side. Trey Winters is a really good player. Zach Postel can shoot the three. Um, they have some nice pieces on the wing as well that can go around. And they got some uh, sturdy, you know, not great, you know, as far as like 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, they don't have that type of size inside. But they have some serviceable 6'4", six, 6'3", four, six, forwards that will rebound the ball. So I really do like this Adairsville team. Um, when they're playing Lakeview, Fort Oglethorpe, you know, Brent Bowman's a the guy they have to stop. And obviously they know that. And uh, fortunate for them that Jermichael Davis left and went to McEachern, and now he's committed to go play at Rutgers. So <laughs> that that changed the entire landscape. But I really do like this Adairsville team, and I do think they are uh, somewhat of a, a two-horse race. I know Lafayette has a, a good record, but Lafayette isn't what they were in the past. They're still going to be a sneaky, tough team to play, especially uh, at Lafayette. But I do like Adairsville to be the favorite. And then on the girls' side, as far as that region goes, um, again, LFO is the heavy favorite. They're undefeated. Their first loss came this past week to Bradley Central, an undefeated powerhouse out of Tennessee. But LFO, they're just so tough with their press. They let the three ball fly really, really quickly. Um, they have good guard play. Christina Collins is good. Christian Collins is good. Angel Simmons is tough as well. Um, but you look at other teams in that region, Koala Creek, but Brinkley Kate Reed, who's uh, signed to play at Truett McConnell is a really scrappy guard that'll drive to the basket and can shoot the three. Uh, Daresville's currently tied for third at six and four with Bremen. So uh, I think they do have the upside to potentially make it to that two seed. But LFO, I think, is going to run away with that region on the girls' side. Jumping over to Class 5A now on the girls' side, Hiram has been very, very good. Uh, tell us how you see the rest of that girls' region shaking out with Calhoun, Cartersville, Dalton, Cass, and Woodland. Uh, yeah, Calhoun is currently undefeated in that region, surprisingly enough. 16-3, uh, and three, they they played really good basketball recently. They got that big win over Hiram by double digits, really made a statement. Bertia Curtis is a really good guard that has, um, you know, a chance to play Division II basketball, maybe even Division Three, possibly low Division One. who knows. Uh, but she's just a really good steady player that's athletic, shoots a three good um, Sanaya Dorse is another really tough guard in that backcourt. Uh, they have a shooter that just, uh, I think, broke or set the school record for three-pointers made uh, at the shooting guard position, so she can space the floor really well. They have Ali Duke inside. So they just have a lot of really good options to turn to at Calhoun. But as you mentioned, Hiram's really tough. They're just so deep with so many guards that can throw at you. Cameron O'Neill, Janiah Evans, um, Kalisha Phillips is a really good forward. That's five foot eleven and a di dynamic defensive player. Um, Cartersville has been a great turnaround with KK Arnold. The freshman is going to be a really, really good player for them. Um, they're starting to really believe over there at 12 and five. Uh, Dalton, Grace Ridley inside is a double-double machine. And then Cass, 13-6, and 1-4 in the region. They beat up on some teams in the non-region schedule. Things have gotten tougher in the region play, but I think the Colonels will still be a tough out when all things are said and done. And uh, as we wrap this up, uh, over to the boys' side again, Hiram has been pretty solid. Yeah, Hiram's just really tough. When you look at Hiram's starting five, um, that's pretty much as good as almost anybody in Class 5A, especially with Walter Matthews inside. You just can't match up with 6'7", 240, 50 pounds, jumps out of the gym, uh, an elite tight end prospect. Uh, it's just so hard to contend with. You got Jay Boyd, who's going to Lincoln Memorial. Um, you got Chase Tyler, a, a dynamic uh, wide receiver that's a great basketball player as well. They just have so many pieces over there. Um, but Calhoun, uh, they're currently at four and one in that region. Dylan Faulkner is terrific. Might be the best big man in the state uh, as far as seniors go, going to Lipscomb, uh, averaging like close to 25 points and 15 rebounds, four blocks per game. Uh, just a nuisance inside. Uh, they're starting to get healthy. Amari Watson or Winston is back off the football field, starting to help out inside. Um, the guard play is going to be really important for Calhoun. And then Cass. 
Dalton, Cartersville, Woodland, uh, all those teams, they all have a shot of, you know, scratching out that three or four seed. I think it's going to be a real dogfight. Uh, I think Kip Dyer has this Woodland team going in the right direction. I know they're inexperienced. They're trying to find themselves. But I think in a few years, I think the, you know, Woodland's going to be in a position to uh, really contend and mix things up in a, a few seasons with this team starting to believe and buying into that new culture and that new system that Coach Dyer's installing. A little less than a, a minute, about 30 seconds here, Kyle. Your thoughts on the shot clock implementation? Well, I think it's been okay. There's no issues as far as the gameplay goes. Now, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, too many times for my likings that we've had, you know, the shot clock malfunction and then it like freezes yeah. on one end and this. Like that's that's technology. That's You got to expect that the more technology you put into play, the more chances that it will fail. But for the most part, I think the games have been really smooth. Great games, lead some exciting action at the end of quarter, so I can't complain too much. He's Kyle Sandy. You can find him at sandyspill.com and on Twitter. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Proud sponsors of the Elite Athletes of the Month, Elite Stone Supply at Baker Road and U.S. 41 north of Cartersville is your local authorized Husqvarna dealer. See Elite for help with all your landscaping needs or supplies and check out our inventory of mowers, tillers, trimmers, and blowers. Need pine straw, mulch, sand, or topsoil? How about cultured or natural stone? Elite has tons of options and we deliver. Across from Racetrack just north of Cartersville on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.net. Welcome back, friends, to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here, along with Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios. I'm on the Zoom connection along with Brad Stevens. We'll get to Brad in just a moment. We want to thank our guest from the opening hour this morning, Coach Alex Dispro of the Adairsville Tigers was with us to talk about uh, Adairsville Tigers basketball so far this season. And then the always energetic Kyle Sandy was with us in the second half hour this morning. Always good to hear from Kyle, and we'll have him back on uh, for about a three-week stretch there as we work our way through the high school state tournament. Uh, We went ahead and confirmed that with him this morning, so looking forward to those visits as well. We're brought to you by Elite Stone Supply, Styles Auto Care, Derek Strange of Edward Jones, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Wilson Pools, and three-way campers. Again, uh, next week, uh, we'll uh, look forward to another program. I know we have uh, Melissa uh, uh, Winters of the Adairsville Girls lined up to join us on Bartow Sports Zone. And then uh, I believe uh, David Archer Jr. is going to join us as well from Excel Christian Academy. So we're looking forward to visiting with those folks next week. Uh, a reminder that tonight we have high school basketball coming your way, 545 for pregame. It will be Cartersville at Cass tonight and what we would expect to be a very full two-capacity gymnasium, Brad Stevens. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, expect nothing less. Uh, the last two t- the last two games in this uh, rivalry, girls and boys, came down to the wires. So I think everybody's expecting another one like that over at Cass High. So uh, it'll be a good night uh, for some basketball over there off uh, tennis, old Tennessee Highway, as they call it uh, now. But, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun game. We'll get back to some basketball here in just a few minutes, and we'll uh... – uh, lean back on Brad again as he's been following some of the action around the area. Uh, but we want to do our community NFL update first. Uh, we've been following the playoff run for Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they, that All that came to an end last Saturday night with their 27-20 uh, loss at the Kansas City Chiefs. Trevor was 24 for 39 passing for 217 yards. He had one touchdown. He had one costly late interception. He did engineer a late drive that got the Jags to within one score there at the end and gave them a chance with a potential onside kick, but they weren't able to recover that. And the Chiefs, even with an injured and hobbled Patrick Mahomes, pulled out that win, and they're in the AFC title game now for the fifth year in a row. Uh, Brad, your reactions to the late regular season run and the playoff run by the Jags and by Cartersville's own Trevor Lawrence. 
Well, you know, I wasn't really surprised by anything that Trevor does or did. I, he's uh, been a winner his entire life, and he just keeps on doing it. Um, the main thing that surprises me is, and the most impressive thing is, how they were able to come back in two years from that Urban Meyer disaster and everything else that they went through a couple of years ago to being where they are now. And, you know, and Trevor said it best at his, you know, post-game press conferences that, hey, we're not going anywhere. You know, this is only, we, we just now started. And, uh, you know, he's a young guy. Uh, he's got a lot of good people coming in. They're going to get uh, probably some good draft picks coming up, uh, you know, and get some people around him. And uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with from now on, I believe. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited for them. Um, you know, it was a fun game to watch with the Chiefs. You felt like the Chiefs were going to win the game because they'd been there and done that. But, you know, the Jags scared them to death. And uh, yeah, that, they're going to keep scaring people to death. And they keep getting people on defense. They got Trayvon Walker from the Dogs last year. That defense has really improved as well. So a lot to look forward to. And, you know, you might see Trevor with a Super Bowl ring in the next four or five years. A lot of people have seen this stat, uh, you know, floating around already. But, Brad, hard to believe, through high school, college, and now in the pros, that's his first Saturday loss ever. I, I can't believe that. And I look back on his Clemson career, I was like, is that true? And I went and scanned back through there. And, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he the guy just doesn't ever seem to lose uh, on Saturdays. But, yeah, that's the – but it was a, a – they battled back. They almost they almost made it a 35-0 and 0 or whatever it would have been for him. But, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be back next year. Uh, I, I feel like the, the, the Jags will be a team to watch to possibly win the entire conference. It also proves you should never underestimate what a coaching change can do. You, you know, you mentioned it. Uh, I'll elaborate on that just a little bit. You know, with Doug Peterson taking over the top role in Jacksonville and then a few key free agency acquisitions, primarily at receiver positions, uh, that really benefited the Jags and benefited Trevor Lawrence. Oh, absolutely. And that, I think that's the main thing that changed for them is getting rid of that toxic human being at the top there. Uh, he was everywhere he's gone. I mean, he's won, but he's also left the place in a shambles. And uh, that's what he did with the Jags, but they were able to rebound with a good coach. I don't blame them at all for doing how they did it. And uh, they obviously knew what they were doing. And they, they drafted Trevor with an idea that he could be a, a, a quarterback for them for years. And I think that's their mindset. And I'm glad they got the right guy in place to lead him. Yeah, it's uh, been a, uh, an interesting close to the uh, season for the Jaguars and looking forward to what they can accomplish in the offseason. Uh, as difficult as the recent years have been fo- trying to follow the Atlanta Falcons, Brad, it's nice to have kind of a, a secondary look. If you're a, a Falcons fan and you're from Cartersville and Bartow County, nice to have a second place to look for your NFL appetite. Uh, yeah, I mean, spe- speaking personally, uh, you know, for me, I'm more of a Georgia Bulldog than anything else. So I'm, just, I'm glad Trayvon Walker's out there on that team, too. I can follow them for that. He's the number one draft pick. So, yeah, big win for me on that one. The Falcons, I mean, they're just dead in the water. I-, I can't even stand to watch any of their games. We'll see how it turns around. Allen's kind of chuckling back in our studios. We can see him on the Zoom connection. Uh, it, we'll, we'll get back to the Atlanta Falcons. And I tell you what. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, when we come back from this next commercial break. Uh, We'll touch on some other NFL topics as well. So stick around. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Barco Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here along with Brad Stevens and Alan Sanders back in the WBHF studios. Brad and I are on the Zoom connection with you this morning. Uh, guys, I looked up uh, several articles written in recent months that ranked uh, the NFL's top young quarterbacks. Now, some of these art- articles went back to uh, prior to the beginning of this current NFL season. Let me read through this list for you real quick. Justin Herbert of the Chargers, he's 24. 
Joe Burrow of the Bengals, 25. Lamar Jackson with the Ravens, 25. Kyler Murray with the Cardinals, 24 years old. Jalen Hurts of the Eagles is 23. Trevor Lawrence is 23 with the Jags. Mac Jones of the Patriots is 24. Zach Wilson of the Jets is 23. And then don't forget Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, who is only 22. He was injured at the beginning of the year for the 49ers. And then their current quarterback is Brock Purdy. He's just 23. So I'll turn to you first, Brad. Where does Trevor fit into your rankings of those top 10 youthful NFL quarterbacks? Um, If you want to do uh, a ranking, then I would have to say he would be tied for second place with me with Jalen Hurts. Uh, you got to put Joe Burrow at the top right now. Uh, you know, just the track record. I mean, the guy just keeps winning. He's just got a lot of confidence. He's got a pretty good team around him. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, I would think that he would be tied for second with Jalen Hurts, who's you know still in this thing, and the Eagles could be the the favorite to win the Super Bowl uh, with with Hurts at the helm, which is a big deal. So, uh, but Trevor, you know, say so I think he's right there, and then the rest of them, they're they're good quarterbacks, but they're not quite Trevor Lawrence. And you pointed out during the break, just like Allen did. Stetson Bennett, older than all of those folks. Hey, you know what? I don't care if he's 37. Uh, we're back, <laughs> back national champions, and everybody's just going to have to deal with that. Alan, uh, let's turn to you now. Get your opinion on where you think Trevor ranks among all those extremely young quarterbacks. Yeah, I think uh, it's hard not to put him in the top three. Certainly uh, Burroughs is number one just because of the track record and what he's doing this season. Uh, but easily in, in the top three. And it, at your comment you made before we went to the uh, the break about how a coaching change can be all the difference in the world, I was really concerned. I was like, is this guy that we watched in Cartersville and watched at Clemson, is he not going to make it in the NFL? As in, now, as rookie season, you go, mm. but obviously coaching is so important, especially understanding your personalities and your players. And I fully believe what you guys have said. Uh, they're the team to watch next season. Yeah, Jackson chimed in on this one. I kind of posed this question to our guys yesterday. And uh, Jackson Hyde, who's not with us, he's down at the uh, uh, Big Atlanta camping and RV show. He's uh, actually having to work a real job today. Uh, He says, 10 years from now, we'll look back and say the top four are Herbert, Lawrence, Hertz, and Burrow in no particular order. And I have to agree. I think those four have kind of separated themselves from uh, the rest in that group. We talked a lot of basketball locally uh, and around the state this morning with Coach Alex Dispro in the opening half hour and Kyle Sandy in uh, the second half hour this morning. Uh, So we'll kind of abbreviate our local basketball roundup this morning, but I do want to touch on a few things. First of all, uh, the Excel Christian Academy boys, they're currently at 12 and eight on the year seven and O in region one division one double a of the gaps organization under coach David Archer jr. Uh, they beat Shiloh Hills Christian on Tuesday night, 67 to 62 to stay undefeated in their region. They're at praise Academy tonight. They host Hearts Academy tomorrow afternoon. Next week, they've got Linden Academy in Woodstock, and uh, that's on Tuesday. And then they're at home against Unity Christian on Thursday night, and that game could possibly be uh, for their region championship. And Brad, uh, in their first year after leaving GHSA and moving over to the uh, Georgia Association of Private and Parochial Schools, that's uh, the uh, uh, what the GAPS acronym stands for, uh, they've got an excellent chance at not only winning their region, but going really deep in that state tournament. Uh, there's, there was talk amongst some of us out here that when they moved to GAPS, that there's a chance they could win the state title right off the bat. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Got a lot of talent, Coach Archer. Uh, he's been there, done that in the coaching world, uh, and he's a winner. And I think he, he's made them a winner. I feel like you know, they, they could end up being the team to beat in their, their, their classification and gaps. Uh, a lot of talent there. I mean, they beat some GHSA schools uh, so far this year, and they've threatened some other ones in higher classifications and some bigger games. So, you know, this is a, a team, a force to be reckoned with. One of the other teams I want to touch on real quickly, the Adairsville boys, uh, now at 14-7 and seven on the year, 9-1 and one in Region 6 AAA. It's kind of coming down to uh, the final four games 
one of those tonight where they travel up to Cahulla Creek. Next week, they've got a showdown with the other two region leaders in 6 AAA. They're at home on Tuesday night against Lafayette, and then they'll be at Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe next Friday night. Of course, they have one other game with Bremen at the end of the season, but the big three, Lafayette, LFO, Anna Daresville, kind of the one, two, three-headed monster in Region 6 AAA. They all go head-to-head next week, Brad. Well, yeah, and you thought this year you wouldn't know what to expect with the Daresville with T.J. Prentup Jr., you know, moving on to the college ranks. But uh, this team is solid. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing well in the region. You could see it last year at the end how well they worked together and they made a little bit of a run. Uh, coach Dispro, uh, you know, has proven himself as a coach for sure. And uh, I look for them to win this region uh, when it's all said and done. I can't believe that basketball only has four games left. It seemed like it went by in the blink of an eye. Yeah, some of the region, their region in particular has four, somehow five left. Uh, so uh, it's it's kind of winding down. I will say this, Brad, and I, I don't know if you've even noticed this yet as we look forward to the region tournament, uh, the, probably one of the more difficult things for Adairsville will be that tournament's going to be in Fort Oglethorpe. It's, they're going to have to make that trek back and forth up and down the road uh, to LFO So uh, for their tournament. So that that's, could be a difficulty uh, as far as the region tournament is concerned. Let me just put it in uh, terms that everybody can understand out here. LFO, we're, Adairsville is exit 306 on 75. LFO is exit 350. So that's a long way to drive for basketball. Everybody. Yeah, so basically you're talking about a 100-mile round trip for each night of the region tournament, so that could be difficult. Big game tonight, Brad, and I know you want to touch on it some. You've got uh, the Cass girls and Carsville girls. Carsville girls having a really good year under Charisma Boykin. Uh, they are three and two in the region, twelve and five overall. The Cast Girls thirteen and six, one and four. They went to overtime last time. Yeah, it was a good game last time. You know, Carlsville Girls once again, you know, having a great year under Coach Boykin. Uh, Cast Girls just a little, uh, a little bit of a size issue uh, on their team. Just not a lot of t- people who are tall enough to get in there and get those rebounds, and it's just kind of affected their season. Uh, but I uh, look for another really close game. It's a rivalry, and it's over at Cass. Uh, you know, Cass normally shoots ball pretty well in their own gym, so it, that may be it may be a change up tonight, but it will be a close game. The boys' game also went to overtime uh, last time. That was two weeks ago, and uh, that game will be here on WBHF tonight as well. The Cardsville boys eight and ten on the year, one and four in the region. The Cass boys currently at nine and ten on the year, three and two in Region Seven Five A. So uh, all of that action coming up tonight. Should be exciting out at uh, Cass High School, Brad. Yeah, you can find two more evenly matched teams in this region right now in Cass and Cartersville. I expect another overtime game over on Colonel Way. Well, it'll be interesting, and we'll have it all for you here on WBHF. Hope you can tune in if you don't make your way out to Colonel Way this evening. Let's take a news break, and we'll be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone. Keep your property in top-notch shape this season with a new Husqvarna mower from Elite Stone Supply. With all your residential and commercial mower needs, Elite has zero-turn, riding, and walk-behind models in all price levels. Check out the robotic mowers, too. Come make your best deal today on any of our full line of Husqvarna mowers at Elite Stone Supply, 9 Baker Road, just north of Cartersville on US 41, across from Racetrack, on Facebook and online at EliteStoneSupply.net. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Welcome back to another busy morning of Varto Sports Zone here on WBHF in Cartersville. We want to jump right in here and uh, congratulate some of our local wrestling teams. Congratulations to the Woodland Wildcats on their fifth place finish at the Class 5A State Duels Championship last Saturday. Down at Jones County High School, Woodland lost to Jefferson in the state semifinals, the eventual champions, and uh, later lost a consolation match with Harris County to tie for fifth place. Congratulations also to the Cass Colonels wrestling team. They reached the state championship match but were narrowly defeated by Jefferson 37-33 to in the title match. The Colonels finish as state runner-up a year after winning the state championship. All of the schools locally now move into the traditional format, the traditional tournaments for their region or areas. 
or one week from tomorrow on February the 4th. And then the state traditional tournaments will be the, uh, the sectionals will be the following weekend. And then the state championship portion of the traditional tournament, February the 16th through the 18th down in Macon. Brad, another good year for local wrestling teams. Yeah, really proud of Woodland. Of course, you know, they, you know, a lot of people kind of put them, uh, you know, not on the back burner, but didn't pick them to be a favorite in anything. And they came up and showed up in the state tournament and won their whole bracket and ended up being in the final eight. Uh, and then Cass, not really what they wanted uh, in this one. They wanted to repeat as state champions. I know that. And uh, there was a lot of controversy about how that shook out. And it ended up, you know, not being in the Colonel's favor. Uh, and unfortunately for them, I didn't understand the meaning of this until it started. They had lost the coin toss to Jefferson and they had had some injuries and they couldn't decide who they wanted to place. They had to report first uh, who was going to take that weight, that weight class. And it kind of messed up their strategy a little bit. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, hats off to them. They wrestled hard. Uh, they did a really a fine job this year. And, you know, and I think if you're know, barring a couple of injuries, they probably should have won it. Uh, so hopefully those guys will be back uh, and be able to help them out in the traditional. Let's transition very quickly now over to the NFL playoffs. We've had the super wild card weekend, then the divisional round, and now on to the conference championship games. 14 teams now down to four with a chance to reach Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona on February the 12th. Starting with the NFC, you got the 49ers at the Eagles. The Eagles are a two and a half point favorite. That is the 6.30 p.m. game on Sunday evening. Philadelphia dominated the Giants last week on both sides of the ball for a 38 to 7 win. The Eagles scored four touchdowns on their on four of their first five possessions. The 49ers are in the NFC Conference title game for the second year in a row after defeating the Dallas Cowboys 19 to 12. I guess it was 49ers quarterback uh rookie quarterback Brock Purdy outdueling Dak Prescott of the Cowboys. Uh, you know, the Eagles are going to be back at full strength now, uh, but also facing the toughest defense they've seen all year, Brad. Yeah, you know, the Eagles, are you would think, would be the favorite to win the whole thing, uh, the way their year has gone. I mean, their defense has played superb, but let's not take anything away from Jalen Hurts and those guys. Uh, just, you know, kind of a complete team uh, that they're fielding out here. You know, the one thing I can give a shout out to is there's so many Cowboys fans in this world and they are in like the acceptance stage of grief right now uh, over that game. Uh, what a what a, a, a terrible season for them. I, I feel like it, it, it's been 27 years since they've really made a dent in this thing, and I think it's maybe even a little bit longer. I think Dak Prescott's days may be numbered. Watch for uh, the 49ers to try to stress the Eagles' defense with the running of Christian McCaffrey, and then you can uh, watch for Jalen Hurts to actually throw the ball downfield. The last time those two teams met, he had a lot of success throwing deep down the field. Seven of his 23 throws against the 49ers were for 20 yards or more. The AFC Championship game is the Bengals at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a one-point favorite. That's the afternoon game, the 3 p.m. game this week. Uh, Cincinnati has now beaten Kansas City three straight times, including last year's AFC title game in overtime. Can they do it again, Brad? You know, I, I think this was the game that a lot of people thought would happen uh, at the beginning of the year. I did. I, I thought maybe the Bills might sneak in there. But in any event, you know, I, I look for Joe Burrow and company to make it happen uh, and, and and beat the Chiefs uh, this time around. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, you, know, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, as long as he's healthy and good to go, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough fight. But I think this is the year that they can finally get over that hump. Yeah, Mahomes is a little hobbled up. That might change some of the strategy. Uh, for the Chiefs. Another thing to kind of watch for is uh, Cincinnati quarterback Joe Burrow uh, being utilized more as a runner. He ranks third among quarterbacks with 15 or more rushing attempts. Uh, and the Chiefs defense is 22nd in the NFL against quarterback runs. Well, you know, Joe Burrow, I, I remember his athleticism in the 2019 season when he was LSU's quarterback. Couldn't believe Ohio State let him transfer out of there. But, you know, he's it's translated the NFL very well. Uh, you know, he's got a, a good supporting cast around him, and they, they know that you know they need that extra three or four yards to pick up first downs. He can do that, and that's such a weapon. He is a mobile quarterback. A lot of people don't remember that about him. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, it, I'm looking for a really good close game with the, with Joe finally getting a win here. Yeah, watch for the Chiefs to use their 13 personnel quite a bit. That's the three tight end sets. And then you got to watch out for Travis Kelsey. What kind of game will he have? He's a key factor 
for the Kansas City Chiefs and that uh, very, very solid offense. We'll take a break here on BSC and be back with some more. Whether you love them or can't stand them, surprises are part of life. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you get ready for whatever life throws your way. He'll work with you to meet your changing needs and to help you end up where you want to be. And while there's never a good time to experience unexpected costs, Derek can help make them feel a little less unexpected. For an appointment, call Derek Strange at 770-386-4545. Edward Jones, Member SIPC. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here along with Brad Stevens, Alan Sanders, keeping us cooking back in the WBHF studios. Uh, we want to wrap up today's show with a segment on some college basketball new polls and some power rankings out there. But before we get to college basketball chatter, uh, Brad, sad to hear of the passing of Billy Packer this morning. Uh, he was one of the great voices of college basketball for many years. I mean, I'm getting a little uh, gray hair going here, but Billy Packer's been one of those voices in college basketball uh, virtually my entire life. Yeah, he's one of those staples. He's like the uh, Brent Musburger, uh, Keith Jackson, and you've heard his voice all your life, at least all my life. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a big loss there. Uh, he was a very well-liked person and, and, by all accounts, a really good man uh, that was kind to everybody that worked with him. So, definitely going to be missed. Only six weeks away from Selection Sunday in NCAA men's basketball. Uh, we get a little bit of a sneak peek this weekend, Brad. I don't know if you've been paying attention to schedules, but we're here in the middle of SEC country, so I'll point out tomorrow's an interesting TV day for basketball with the SEC Big 12 Challenge games. Uh, Georgia's not in there as a participant, neither South Carolina, Vanderbilt, or Texas A&M, but you've got 10 SEC teams matching up with 10 teams out of the Big 12 tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think that the SEC, other than the top teams, will do very well in this one. It's a very Our uh, SEC is a very, very top-heavy conference, and I mean, I'm proud of the dogs for doing it better than they were, but uh, you saw what happened the other night with Tennessee. It was uh, men versus boys. Uh, we've got a long way to go. Uh, Alabama and Tennessee are the class of the conference, and but you look at the Big 12 and how they line up very deep. They'll have a number of teams in the, in the uh, big dance when it's all said and done. Uh, I don't think the SEC will have more than three or four. Uh, so, you know, I don't think the SEC has a chance of winning this challenge. All 10 of those games are on ESPN tomorrow, uh, starts at noon, runs through the evening. Uh, only one of the pairings uh, is a matchup of top 10 teams, however. Number 10, Texas, will be at number four, Tennessee. The Longhorns and the Vols will tip around 6 o'clock tomorrow evening. So there's one to kind of keep an eye for, Brad. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching that one. Uh, I've, I've looked for Tennessee. Tennessee can win that game. I feel like they should. Uh, Tennessee's got a lot going for them right now. Just really aggressive on defense. Got a lot of length uh, and speed. Uh, you know, disciplined basketball that they play. Uh, you know, a lot of fun to watch too. Uh, you know, just an aggressive team. That's a Rick Barnes coach team, so you know they're going to be solid. Uh, so you know that may be one of the wins that the SEC gets. And I think Alabama will win their game. Uh, but outside of that, I don't know who else can pull it off. The Big Ten uh, may have the best team right now in Purdue. Uh, and they're going to have uh, eight or nine teams that are going to be, if they don't make the tournament, they're going to be very close to qualifying for the big dance. Uh, they're obviously a deep uh, conference if you can, uh, if you want to consider it from that aspect. But by ratio, with a smaller pool size in the Big Twelve with just ten teams, you got eight or nine teams in the Big Twelve. Uh, that have a great shot at making the tournament. Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State's a sneaky, really good team that has Final Four potential. Uh, the Big 12 looks like the class of the conferences this year. Oh, 100%. And you think about this. We talked about this off the air. One of the Blue Bloods doesn't look like, doesn't like one of the Blue Bloods can win this thing this year. I don't know. I don't want to count them out just now, but like you talking about who's on the top of the, the Big 12, the Big 10, the top five teams are, are Purdue, Rutgers, Northwestern, uh, Michigan State, and Indiana. Uh, so, I mean, not that Michigan State and Indiana are not blue bloods, but uh, 
you know, the top three are people who haven't, who haven't won anything in years. So, uh, you know, we may have a, a different champion this year. Some of the other teams that are near the top and considered national contenders, you got UCLA of the Pac-12 with Arizona chasing them down. You've got Houston at the top of the American Conference. They're number three in the polls right now, Temple and Memphis chasing them. Xavier in the Big East and Gonzaga of the Big West, always a staple out there in uh, that particular conference. One of the things that I want to tell our listeners, though, if you're looking for a nearby team to kind of get behind with a pretty good chance this year to get into the tournament, that would be Kennesaw State just down the road. The Owls are currently tied with Liberty for the Atlantic Sun Conference lead. They're at 7-1 and one in the conference. They're 15-6 and six overall. Uh, they've won five in a row now. The regular season, you know, it, ma- it matters for seeding. But the A-Sun is only going to get one bid in the field of 68. So it'll all come down to that conference tournament that runs February the 27th through March the 5th. And all of that tournament is played on home sites. So real important in the regular season for the Owls to continue winning. Yeah, that's exciting for everybody around here, especially me. I want to have somebody to pull for around here. The dogs, the jackets, Georgia Southern and Georgia State are all letting us down out here. We talked about that a few months ago, how Georgia basketball as a whole is just down. So Kennesaw State's our only hope. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on the Owls, and we'll try to give you that update as we go along. So uh, uh, another Busy, busy day here on Bartow Sports on Brad, and uh, I'll let our listeners know I'll have to be away next week. Uh, I've got some other uh, uh, responsibilities that I've got to take care of, so uh, we'll have Melissa Winters on here from Adairsville. She'll be in to visit, and then we'll have David Archer Jr. Uh, from Excel Christian Academy. So looking forward to those two visits next week and plenty of other sports topics coming up as well, Brad. Yeah, uh, this is for if you're a college football fan, this is the quiet time of year. But if you're a basketball fan like me uh, as well, you know, this is the most fun time of year. So I love, you know, hearing how everybody's doing and and, and looking at the stats and seeing who's going to line up for the big dance and who's going to win the region tournaments in high school. Uh, It's a a big, a fun month for me uh, when all this shapes up. Don't forget, we've got high school basketball coming your way on WBHF this evening. We'll have uh, pregame coverage around 545 for you. It'll be Cartersville at Cass here on WBHF AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF in Cartersville. Thanks for joining us today on Bartow Sports Zone. We'll see you next week.